I thought you were going to keep going. <laughs> what? You're going to switch it up. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome back to Lady Blurred Sing the Blues. <laughs> this is your host, Kylie Too Smart. And you got Sometimes V. <laughs> we're doing a flip. Flipping the script. Flipping How the script. How was your week? I want to know. Uh, um, my week. We're just get right into it. Yeah. No bullshit. No bullshit. Um... I uh, no, you didn't die. You're still alive. I'm still alive. Okay, I just uh, let's start with there. Let's first start of there. all, how was my week? I was alive. I am alive. I was living. Um, today was just an ordinary week for me, as always in the life of sometimes V. I noticed that some cities in our county are trying to lift restrictions on COVID. Some places are saying that they want to. Start doing indoor dining, and I completely protest to that. Protest it. Um, yeah, because there are some people who are getting real, real lenient about mask wearing. I have had to remind a few folks at my job to keep that shit on. Um, I've had to remind folks on the street to keep that shit on, and I certainly have stayed inside to play video games to... Uh, to avoid the buffoonery of people trying to think that it's safe and <laughs> that they can return their lives to normalcy. But really, where's the vaccine? Oh, oh damn. <laughs> and just to be very clear, there's been a couple of restaurants in Monterey County that have shut down because there has been a couple of COVID cases. So... With that being said, my ass is not going to dine indoors. I'm still going to take takeout. Yeah, I mean, and like, I know Governor Newsom uh, had, like, released the whole map. He was like, here's California, here's all the counties, and, like, tried to color code it. And he was like, this way, it's just an easy, like, visual check. And if you're purple, like, you're no good. And it's like, um, I wonder, like, how much research is actually going into just putting these colors on. Like, what is, like, how are you deciding who's going to be purple? Who's going to be orange? Because I feel like for Santa Clara County, they like are in such a rush because there's so much like money to be made here that they're just pushing forward. But, you know, we're not like San Jose. We're not that far away from Gilroy. And it's like Gilroy is not even that big. So to hear that you've got, you know, like 12 deaths in Gilroy, mm-hmm. and that's just from like one location, and mm-hmm. I, you're hearing about like, oh, there's all these people who are like testing positive, and they're like, well, it's fine because, you know, they're not having as severe symptoms, or like, there's not as many deaths compared to who's c- testing positive. I'm like, I don't know about that. So, <sighs> the, I, I just want people to realize that this is going to be part of our reality for another couple years. Yeah. Like I'm really appreciating some of the adaptations that musicians are doing. I really appreciate some of the adaptation, adaptation, adapt, adapt, I know I I can't talk today. (laughs) Um, uh, that I would say some venues are doing with streaming, getting to learn the technology thing. I think this is also a wake up call for a lot of businesses to to say, okay, we actually do have to utilize technological interfaces to keep our business running. We actually do have to upgrade our systems to keep our business running. We actually do have to use 
um, Twitch or social media to really promote our businesses, which is a good sign for progress. Um, but also, I just, this isn't going to disappear overnight. And this isn't going to disappear by the end of the year. Like COVID started around it, November of last year, and it wasn't taken serious until March, when everything was like shut down. And so and people are still getting sick. Like I'm still hearing people getting respiratory issues and people are still like, <sighs> I feel like I'm talking in circles about this. Like, it's just really frustrating that like everyone's like, it's going to be normal. We can go to concerts and we can be together. I'm like, no, no, it's not going to be normal, guys. <laughs> it's not going to be normal. The Spanish flu lasted so long. This well, isn't going to go away. That, but it takes years and years and years, even for a vaccine to get to the point that you would actually consider testing it on humans. Uh, usually takes years and years and years of research. And then even after that, you don't know until at least like a generation how that vaccine is really affecting people. You know, you talk about, you know, uh, was it like the medication back in the with the 60s they were giving pregnant women? And then later they found out like, oh, no, this contributed to like a huge spike in autism because it was affecting the fetus. Like there's just so many other different things, factors that tie in that you never know how, mm -hmm. you know, a vaccine is going to work within a person. <laughs> like, right. So it's even if it does, even if they do come out with one by the end of the year, like, are you going to be willing to take the chances and you'll be the first guinea pigs to like hop on that train? And then even if you do and that's your choice and you choose to do it, like, the rest of us still need to take precautions. Right, exactly. There's there's other things to do to cope. Like we're all coping with this. We're all coping with not seeing our friends. We're all coping with the fact that we can't see our our grandmothers. Like we're all coping with the fact that like we that there is a lacking of social interaction with people. Like yes, we used to live in a world where we can be cramped at like fucking sardines at a concert or at a or wait in line hella close at a fucking restaurant. But like uh I just just take this strangers. seriously. I just, I don't, I don't understand why no one is taking this seriously. Like they're all going back. It's just fucking idiots. They're just going back to their normal, their normalcy lives. And it's like, we can't, that's not the case. Like keep your groups at a low, at a low cost. Like make sure you're honest about if you're experiencing systems or symptoms, be honest that if you are hanging out with friends that like, oh, like I'm not feeling great. I'm not going to hang out with you and keep yourself distant for two weeks. Just Stop. Like, I don't understand this push to get people together. Like, I really don't. I understand that businesses are, frustra are frustrated and they are suffering right now. But like, really, like, just keep to the takeout menu. Stick with dining outside if you have to be with someone there. And be fucking mindful of others. Like, just be mindful of others' lives. Like, it's wear your mask. It's not a fucking like, it's not a political move it's not to oppress people it's to protect you yeah it was so sad i was watching um saturday night live and um, i think it was like bill burr was hosting and you know he was like oh no this is perfect like the people that are not you know smart enough to like wear their masks and you know die <laughs> he was like, you decrease the surplus population he was like no this is great he was like the people who are intelligent are like staying home and taking precautions and he's like and the people who are still meeting in mass whether it be like going to church or like with hundreds of people or going to concerts like he was like well that's fine those people will get their comeuppance and i was just like oh god this is where we've come to 
And it's it's sad. Saturday Night Live and reality have like aligned <laughs> in a crazy way that I didn't think was gonna like happen. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> also, big fucking boo to Joe Rogan, by the way. Oh. He's a no masker. Oh no. Yeah. You know, like everybody's like fuckboy Messiah Joe Rogan. Yeah. Like apparently doesn't wear a mask. He will test people before they come in to do interviews with him. But he straight up said, the particles get in my throat and blah, blah, blah. And, like, he's just giving all these, like, all fucked up reasons. And I'm like, do you realize, Joe, that, like, how many men listen to you and idolize you? And now there's going to be more men in society that are around my age, like, who are going to be saying, well, well, you know, the particles will get in my mouth. They're going to be using the same fucking excuses as you to not wear these masks like you. I'm going to take this from another podcast, Matt Mania podcast. I love you guys. I love you guys so much. But he burial of the week goes to those guys or goes to Joe Rogan. Seriously. (laughs) Like, I'm so fucking pissed that he even like put out of himself as a no masker and like really shows like how much he really fucking cares about other people's lives. Like, I I don't want to hear his fucking reasoning. Like his like whole like things get in my throat and blood and set. I'm like, then find a fucking different mask. Wear Wear a medical grade mask. Or wear, like, not even face shields. Like, face shields, like, you can still, like, cough and, like, particles will escape underneath you. Like, that's true. I don't know. I just, I get really fucking mad about at that shit. And, like, people who idolize you and, like, look up and look t- up to you. And, like, like I hear people quote this man all the fucking time. Like, I even gave this man a chance when I saw the Miley Cyrus interview. <laughs> Miley Cyrus interview? Yeah. When was this? Oh, it was a pretty good interview like it if you find it on youtube he interviews miley cyrus and miley is just like fucking real like she talks about all the shit that she's been through and the reasons why like she is the way that she is um but it was a really really good interview um so i'd suggest anybody to listen to that i'm not saying don't listen to joe rogan's podcast but i'm saying like dude you just on this point when you have a following that's and that's what it goes back to i think Like, when people are explaining, like, why they are so frustrated with Trump and his, like, personal views that are now public and become political views, it's because, you know, you have a platform and what you say matters. You have now a responsibility on how, like, how to use your platform. Not policing your thoughts or anything like that, but you do have to take into consideration the safety of the people that will listen and how you are affecting like society as a whole. I do really believe that you have to take some level of responsibility at a certain point of your fame. Yeah, no, I agree. And he's really fucking up a lot of like, he had so many good points. Opportunities to do good. He's like a fucking flame to moths when I'm describing him and men. Like he, they're drawn to him and they're drawn to his masculinity and they're drawn to the things that he has to say. And then he pulls out this shit and I'm like, dude, like, come on, man. Like, so anywho, um, any, I was like, any positive things? Any positive things? Any so good, happy things in your week, woman, that you want to share about us? I I forgot to mention this the last time, but I'm really proud of San Jose for taking the next step about Columbus Day. Oh, yeah. Uh, they have officially signed for this year that Columbus Day is no longer Columbus Day, and they're getting rid of the statue inside of City Hall, and it's now Indigenous Peoples Day. That is so awesome. I really did not know that. And, like, I've been... Um, 
like just doing more research, doing my more like due diligence about uh, the indigenous movement in the United States. I did kind of already come from a background where um, I was lucky enough to like already have an education coming from Hawaii. Like you do learn Mm -hmm. about native Hawaiians because that culture is still there. Those people are still there. And then coming um, to California and like having so many different tribes here and Mm -hmm. having the opportunity to like meet so many indigenous people here. Yeah. Um, like it is like blown my mind. I'm finding podcasts and like, oh, I'm like falling in love with res metal Mm -hmm. is like a thing that I'm like discovering now. And it's the things like this, these cultures already existed just because you aren't aware of them or you haven't like educated on yourself on them doesn't mean they don't exist. Right. So the same way we tell white people like, oh, educate yourself. I'm like, hey, black people, let's educate ourselves because... Um, indigenous struggles in the United States and African-American struggles in the United States are very close. They go like hand in hand and we need to support each other. Yeah. So that's exactly it. Like, I think there is, there's always like a bunch of cultural silos that we're always so focused on ourselves and trying to like uplift our own cultures, but we need to remember that it's also a teamwork effort too. Right. So like the natives the natives to this land, they got their shit stolen, snatched, literally, like, just European explorers just came in and said, I'm just gonna shit all over here, like, which they literally did, but also, like, metaphorically did as well. So, um, there's always been fights, like, I know there was the, um, oh my gosh, it was a, like, it was a major pipeline near Minnesota. I forgot what it was, but... Oh, yes, where everybody was protesting, and then they were like, okay, be done with your protest, and we'll just open it anyway. That? Yeah, what was that called? It was the, um... It was, it was for an oil pipeline that they were trying to construct, and then, like, after they protested and had people literally risk their lives out there to, like, not let that pipeline... Pipeline near... Minnesota. See, we do we do um we do our research during this podcast. But um yeah, like whenever when that was happening, like so many people came out in protest, like from like Shailene um widely to to like so many other celebrities came out and like they still said no fuck you. And then when they finally when they built the pipeline for oil, the pipeline cracked. Yeah. And spilled and everywhere. It was literally exactly what they were protesting against. They were like, hey, this is um, like native land. It's sacred land. Don't build here. We don't want to have to clean up your like dirty spills. You're affecting our water. The, they even tied it to Flint. I was like, the water in Flint is still fucked up and you guys haven't taken care of that. Like, don't do that to us. We don't want that here. Like, you're damaging um, all of our futures. And then they were like, oh, no, fuck you guys. We're just going to build it anyway. And then everything that they feared would happen would happen. Mm-hmm. Would happen. Would happen did happen. We'll, we'll complete that sentence nicely. Put a period on it. But yeah, Hindsight it's just like there's there's always like cap like cap like anybody who's like prioritizing money. They're just gonna be like, I don't give a fuck what what these people are thinking. I'm the one who makes the rules. I paid all this money to be out here, and then they fuck it all up for anybody. How many like like how many oil spills has happened in like the Gulf of Mexico? Oh Jesus, too I don't even many. know. Absolutely too many. So it's just. It's like going back to this land and like violating the lands and like also like building on top of it and saying like, oh, it's our land now. You guys need to leave. And it's like, nah, are you serious? So anyway, 
what's the backlash about turning this day into Indigenous Peoples Day is like all of the Italian Americans who were not who I've never heard of this before, but so many Italian Americans are coming out of the cuts being like, "Why are we getting rid of Columbus Day? Like, mean that? What about our Italian pride?" I'm like, "What? Where the fuck did you You're come Italian from? Italian pride? Where the fuck did you come from? It's not from? like we got rid of Pizza Hut. Like, calm down, damn. What? They're like, I, what about our history? Okay, but but he didn't discover shit, though. People were already here. Whole civilizations were already here. How are you going to discover some shit that already has ages and ages and ages of history already on it? Stop. Like, Columbus doesn't give a shit about you guys fucking, here. like, Italians. He cares about himself. That's what this day is for. Himself. Not about Italian-Americans. But also, right? I was like, I don't think everybody even remembers that Columbus was like really an Italian dude. They just remember him for being a short asshole. And do you really want the short asshole to be the only thing that you're like really holding on to? Italy has got cool stuff, artwork and delicious food. And I don't even think <laughs> Italy is even fucking concerned. Italy's like- not concerned. <laughs> Italy doesn't give a fuck about Columbus. <laughs> Italy's been trying to distance themselves. Yeah. So Columbus. there's a lot of like out of like nowhere Americans being like, but what about us? I'm like, Oh my fucking God. Of course. Of course you guys are going to come out of the cuts and be like, do you guys even speak Italian? Buongiorno, principesa. Oh my god. You're so beige. (laughs) I mean, if you really want to care about this, like, do your fucking Santa Rosa, like, parade that you do every year. Just go and do that. Like, I mean, don't celebrate somebody who maybe is a better, like, more religious leader. Not this asshole who killed a bunch of fucking people with his fucking diseased-ass, unclean-ass ass. Ass. Ass and asses. Your ass having asses. Anywho, but yeah, like, I think Indigenous Peoples Day has been starting throughout the United States, but has been starting to adopt since, like, literally the 1990s. Um, First started with South Dakota, um, and then it was adopted in 1992 in Berkeley, California, then adopted in 94 in Santa Cruz. So it's been slowly but surely growing. Yeah. Um, And then, like, you know the more the more i'm seeing like adopted in 2015 and there's over like 15 areas that have like said like we're turning into they're doing uh, it yeah they're doing it and you know what i really um love the intersectionality lift black oop be careful sorry sorry lift black voices um did a shout out for uh andrina weckintosh smith Mm-hmm. A Shinnecock and Black writer, born and raised in the Shinnecock Reservation, Southampton, New York. And she's a poet, and she is Black and Native. She's Indigenous. She, like, claims all of her shit. And, you know, it's in the Hamptons, mm-hmm. which is funny because, like, you consider how, like, whitewashing goes and how gentrification goes. And she's like, you know, you wouldn't expect to see me here, but that's just because whitewashing happens she's like but we've been here the whole time like just open your eyes and like she's like and we're gonna stay here and we're gonna use our platforms and we're gonna multiply our voices so i'm like i see nothing but good things um to come between black and indigenous communities and i really Mm -hmm. hope that like we can get our shit together 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 yeah no i completely agree so Columbus, you're slowly but surely going to be erased as history, and you're still a big-ass jerk. Thank you, uh, Howard Zinn, for making that very clear in your book, uh, The People's Version of the United States. Um, (laughs) And then, uh, I guess, for other good things, I want to give a huge shout-out to Panfilla 
Tan. She's a friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, she's just just a bundle of sweetness. Like she just always wants you to make you feel like you're included. Like during COVID, she like did like a whole group like uh, trivia night, and she says, "Okay, now that everyone's done trivia, I'm gonna send everybody masks." And she sent me like a really cute ice cream mask and. Now, like, out of the blue, like, without me even asking her, she's like, hey, what's your address? And then when I sent it to her, she sent me all these little things that were kind of aesthetically me. And (laughs) (laughs) the feelings, like, these stickers are so beautiful. Yeah. She goes, hey, B, hope you're doing the best you can. Triple hearts. I wanted to send you some little goodies. Hope you enjoy them. XO Pamphila and stay safe. She even dated it as like October 2020. But yeah, there's there are these cute little stickers where it's like this black girl and then like there's she's watching anime and it's a little postcard that I don't ever want to send. And then she gave me all these like black positive stickers where it's like Black Lives Matter and like Together We Rise and like it's, the colors are popping. Everything ooh, looks so she, wait, cool. She put yeah. the artist on there. She put the artist on there. Who's look. the artist? <laughs> Looking us up now. Sorry, guys. Like, we do things live here on the yeah. show. <laughs> but yeah, just big ass shout outs to her for like, you know, making me like helping me cope, helping us cope really through this, through this pandemic. It's been a fucking like, like I said, like I miss people too, you know? Yes. Yeah. Also, I love that the artist um, is like a cute play on for Elise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for Elise, for Elise, right? But it's like oh. with a four and like the U R. Just to tie it back in, like music is everything. She's French. In, in the show. Oh, and she's French. Ooh. She's bonjour, like bonjour, lamentate. <laughs> That's the extent of our French. That's the extent of my French. No, my grandma. Je m'appelle Kylie too smart. Je m'appelle Veronique. Sometimes Veronique. Sometimes V. Her artwork is so good. If you guys want to go and file follow her, it's at for your three Leah or for Elise. Right. It's cute. For Leah. Or or for Alia. I can't pronounce this. God damn it. So it's spelled at it's spelled. Four U R three L I A. It's awesome. Oh, I thought it was an S. Just because I didn't have my glasses on. Look, sorry, sorry, y'all. Okay. It's still cute. It's adorable. It's very cute. I suggest following her. But I also suggest. I wanted again. Shout out to, shout out to Panvilla for just thinking of her friends and just being so kind and so like mindful. Like she's just a little gem. Right. Ah. The pen pals that you need. The pen pals that you need. Um, and then also I just, for anybody who's looking for, I know this sounds like an ad, sorry, but my, a friend of mine, a really close friend of mine, Erin, her family owns a honey business and they've helped me out when times got really rough for me, um, a couple years ago. Um, and so they just opened up their online store. Oh yeah. And they do... They do services from like, you know, delivering honey. They sell their honey locally at the Whole Foods in the in the Santa Clara area. And then they also, um, if you have a little bee infestation, you know, little bees down. They come get your bees. They come and get your bees and they take them back to their house and host them there because they have it's a little so, hive set up. So sweet. Mm-hmm. I could cry. I literally could cry. I love bees. And bees love me. I was always that kid where like if a bee landed on me, I just like wait. Oh, those are so sweet. Yeah. Oh, my heart. My whole heart. 
yeah, it's it's really great. Like they're a really great family. So I just wanted to let the let the world know that that they opened up their uh, online store uh, just to make sure I get this correct. I believe it's smallbees.com. Smallbees. Let me see if it actually loads up and all that stuff. But I just wanted to kind of read what they have on there. Yeah, so smallbees.com. Uh, they have shop services, and they also show up at farmer's markets such as Palo Alto, San Mateo, Campbell. Um, I don't know if they show up to the main San Jose market, but yeah, like they're always out and about. They have candles, they have soaps, they have honey, they oh have creamed honey, which is like their best selling thing, to be honest. The creamed honey is so mm. good on bread. Oh my God. I know, um, honey isn't exactly vegan, which I'm, which I am, but sometimes like, you know. I feel like it's fine. Nothing happens like, like the, this bees. is, yeah, and <laughs> this is coming, <laughs> yeah, and this is coming from their own backyard, and they're making sure that the bees are safe and no one's dying. Like he, like Mark Small does a such a wonderful job, just taking care of the bees and that they are pollinating properly, and like he doesn't abuse them. Like he, he really does a great job with them. So I really recommend them. Um, their 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 whole deal is super ethical and and amazing. So. Yes. Shout out to Small Bees and that family. Thank you so much. So, uh, let's go into nerdy and dirty. All right. What do you call oh. bees in October? Hmm. Boobies. Wow. <laughs> You're welcome. Smooth transition. Smooth <laughs> transition. So everyone was tripping about Cardi B's uh, nipples, and I was like, really, like, why is everyone so concerned about her nipples? And so I checked it out, and it turns out that her boobs leaked online. And I'm not surprised. I'm actually not even phased. I'm just like, okay. I'm so, so non-phased. I'm like, what? it's Cardi B. Is that not her whole thing? Have we not already seen all of her areolas? I thought we had already seen the biz. Yeah, and like also her nipples were out and about in the WAP video. I mean, wap, those fucking wap. pasties. Those were... pasties. I'm like, what do you think they're covering? <laughs> you I think know. her areolas are just like some tiny Hershey's kiss in the middle? And then I just don't understand. I just want to know how she got them so perky like that. Beautiful. They're well, so huge and perky. I'm like, girl, excuse me. What did you inflate them with? <laughs> no, and then it's also like she's had a child and. For people out there who have not, you know, partnered with somebody with nipples that have had children, um, like, having a child will affect the size of your areola, it'll affect the color of your areola, and that's just a natural thing. Having larger areolas when you have larger breasts, perfectly normal. Having larger areolas when you have little breasts or smaller breasts, again, perfectly normal. Like, I don't understand what people think areolas are supposed to be for, but it's literally, uh, you know, just to help babies find the boob. So if you're not concerned about milk and you're not concerned about finding the boob, then like you really should have no say on areolas. Right. Like, I don't understand what the issue is. Like, did everybody expect, boot like, titties to just, like, have pink nipples and for them to be smaller than a pepperoni? Like, wh what were people expecting? I don't know. 
Like, I really don't understand. And also, like, I think people were saying that she was drunk. Like, literally, who cares? Who like, cares? Like, nipples and... <laughs> nipples. Free the nipples. Breasts, like you were saying, come in different sizes. They also change, like you said. Like, when you give it... When you have a child, they get... They change when you get older. Like, they can stay up on your chest, but they can also droop. Like, you know, it's... Also, sometimes there's hair around it. Sometimes there's no hair. Like, there's so many different things that, that like... Sometimes they're bumpy. And by the way, those bumps are not pimples, okay? Those bumps are glands. Yeah. And they're there for a purpose. Exactly. So, yeah. I Being a big-breasted woman myself and having larger areolas and, like, I guess... I, I was just lucky when I was younger just to see a bunch of different women and their mm-hmm. bodies and, like, seeing different areas when I was younger. I didn't grow up with an expectation that, like, all nipples were, like, one size or, like, all areoles are one size or one color. But I've known people who, like, grew up sheltered mm-hmm. and maybe they, like, didn't even see their own mother's breasts, you know, growing up. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't something that was, like, talked about. And so, like... They really are shocked because they're looking at, you know, maybe it's porn or whatever. They're looking at other partners and like maybe their nipples are different sizes or different colors. And it becomes something that can really like unsettle a person or maybe their breast sizes are different. And because you don't look at a bunch of other people's breasts who are not augmented. I want to put that out there because a lot of people will, you know, have breasts implants or Mm -hmm. maybe they have a reduction whatever it is reconstruction and you know then the whole discussion on like nipple placement and sizes becomes like a different medically sound conversation (laughs) right exactly but like also like infections happen what's crazy is that the only the only nipple that has the most attention and the most judgment is always the feminine nipple the lady nips. The lady nips. Right? I see men walking around, nipples free, willy-nilly, and I get jealous because mm-hmm. I know for sure if I were to do the same thing, I would be arrested or blocked or, like, Facebook would punish me or Instagram would, like, I don't know. Take down the photo. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, if if I were to post a picture of me shirtless at the beach, like, immediately it would be like, oh, it's so unsanitary. The children cannot see. And then it would be taken down and flagged. Like, why is it that my nipples are not just as legal as my boyfriend's nipples? My boyfriend runs around the house without a shirt all the time. I'm yeah, sure he's hula. been in plenty of pools where his nips are out and about. And you know what's crazy about nipples? They get erect. So dirty. Ew. Erect nipples because of the cold. <laughs> so I always carry nice cube. Just just always. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love an erect nipple? I've seen. Have you seen? Sorry. The um, <laughs> like fake nipples because like you're not getting enough attention, so they give you like. Shut up. I'm being so serious. Shut up. I yes, it's like a thing. <laughs> To be sexy so you can wear fake nipples that are, like, pointy to attract attention. Is that almost the same thing as, like, these... Okay, I think it's a a Korean trend right now, but, like, girls are buying, like, fake camel toes. (gasps) Probably (laughs) the same aesthetic, same idea. It it makes me laugh. Oh, it's called a nipple... Inverted nipple corrector? Well, so some people have them as, like, prosthesis Mm -hmm. because they don't have nipples. Mm -hmm. But I have seen literally um, just fake 
Like, like I can um, see drag queens doing this. Or folks in transition just to feel feel something. Just <laughs> No, but it's like, okay, for my brain is like, alright, I could understand why. But if you already have nipples... But you want them to be pointy, like, just because your nipples aren't erect. Like, nobody's walking around with erect nipples 24-7, unless your nipples are just naturally that way. You just have very, like, external pointy nipples. Cool beans. Like, not harshing on you at all. But I've seen where it's literally just an insert (laughs) to make it look like you have hard nipples all day long. Girl, like, I, you just found me in a weird part of the internet. There is. I'm sorry, I've led you down a a dark hole. There's a weird, there's an Etsy called Nude Nips. And, like, this girl, like, pasted pink nipples on her breasts. Yeah. To have the pink nipple effect. Because apparently that's more of a treasure than brown nipples are. You gotta have pink nipples. Yeah. But I also, like, it went into, like, a subsection where. I'm proud. There's there's a subsection of clitoral jewelry. Like, I can find (gasps) a clitoral ring. Okay. I actually really like clitoral jewelry. Um, and I want to get a clip to try it just because, like, I've seen them before and I was like, I wonder how that works if you're, like, clitoris has to be erect all the time or is it just, like, for next play? Time, next, for, time. next time. Next yeah. time. We'll, we'll have a whole... Right now we're focusing on the boobs. Clitoral conversation. Let's get clitoral. Clit- I'm sorry. Nipples. Oh, my God. Let's go back to nipples. Ooh. Areola. Mm. Areola. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I just... I didn't realize that was a thing. Now, I can ad- I can totally understand this for, like, you know, having nipples for a woman who has had breast cancer and they had to get their top removed to prevent the cancer from coming back. And the- But instead that they add in, you know... Yeah, just doing the reconstruction. Yeah, and maybe the reconstruction didn't have room for them to get replacement nipples. And so they probably ordered those to replace it. I mean, I understand, like, you want to feel as much as... As a woman, you want to feel as much as you can as a woman, even though whatever happens to you doesn't define your gender. It should be how you feel and how you, how you, you know, whatever you need to do to make you feel like you're cultivating your identity. I yeah, totally get Yeah, I feel like it. that can totally yeah. be like just a human thing. Humans yeah. generally have nipples because regardless of your gender, typically we have nipples. Yeah, so, but... As for, like, making nipples a problem, which was what we were trying to... It shouldn't be a problem if they're heavily sexualized, for sure, when you're a woman. Like, that's why a lot of women are fighting to, hey, we can breastfeed in public. And a lot of people are like, you shouldn't be a problem. And it's like, no, I'm going to breastfeed in public because my child needs nutrients from my body that my body is producing naturally for this child that was in my womb for nine months. Are you serious? This is formulated for this child. So I'm going to feed them when they're hungry. And it shouldn't be taboo. Such a shame. Right? Um, yeah. And then, like, automatically moving to, like, a kink space for nipples. I'm sorry. I wasn't good. I talk with my hands. It's a, I'm so handsy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so handsy. I'm so Stay to the point. <laughs> Stick to the point. I'm sorry. Um, no, just that uh, nipples don't automatically have to be sexual. No. And they shouldn't. So shout outs to genderless nipple on Instagram. Yes. That's where we were going with this. There's yeah. genderless nipple on Instagram, which I did not know. So Yeah, they've what been is there it? for a while. So the whole point was to prove that like doesn't matter whose nipple it is, it shouldn't be ta- it shouldn't be uh rip 
like taken down because it exists. And so they have all these different nipples posted, pierced nipples, wrinkly nipples, cold nipples, warm nipples, inverted nipples, uh, not inverted nipples, uh, veiny nipples, like nipples with nipples. Like it's just so many. Nipples with nipples. But like the, these posts haven't been taken down because these aren't there. You can't tell who has it. That's. And that is so interesting. <laughs> you can't tell who has it. Like, what if this nipple belonged to a man? Does that mean it's a bad thing to have on here? So, like, their whole point is that that why is this, why is a woman's boobs so taboo and so overly sexualized and so, like, like a thing that you shouldn't have out there in public, but a man is, is. So, and, like, so, like, they're just trying to prove a point with this whole, with this whole deal. And I really like the whole gallery. They've been up for a really long time. I forgot how long they've been up here, but I'm sure they've been up here for more than four years. Um, and so I basically love the fact that they have this up here. And they were taken down once, and then they argued their case on Instagram, and then they were put back up. Instagram says that you can have a woman's breast on Instagram if it's part of a performance art and I'm like, okay, whatever. I yeah. should probably look into the details You just have more. to, like, prove that it's not a sexually charged nipple, which then is a whole other thing, because there are plenty of men out there with their nipples that... You know how many fucking frat boys mm. are there, like, sexualizing their nipples? Clearly sexualizing and, like, their nipples. And I'm like, and uh, by all means, please continue to do so. Jesus but, Christ. Um, you know, it can't be, like, a sex thing. <laughs> right. But and you know what? Thing. But you know what's more important about... What's more important than, like, focusing and hyper-focusing on somebody's boobs? What? Couple things. It's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yes. Make sure that you guys are keeping it aware that breast cancer is still a thing. It can happen in men and it can happen in women. So always get your stuff checked. If you notice a lump, go see a doctor just to make sure everything's going okay. Yes. I was going to say, if you go to the National um, Breast Cancer Foundation dot Inc, <laughs> they have provided um, so many great resources, but one of the things that I found on there that is really helpful is um, a free ebook and um, it is breast problems that aren't breast cancer because there's so many other um, issues that tie into um, health when it comes to breasts not all of it is cancer not all of it has to be like this huge scary thing but it really is like are you aware of your body are you taking care of yourself and it's also doesn't just focus um on like things that would be like specifically for women mm -hmm. so i think it's great they have um all kinds of resources for you to use and utilize to get um free checkups how to do self checkups just things to look out for things you um like how to broach the topics with your partner um i don't know about you but like my partner will check on my breasts for me and sometimes i like i catch him doing it i'm like what are you doing and he's like oh you know just checking you out making sure everything's good and i'm like thanks i appreciate that it comes with the territory of having breasts. Mm -hmm. Take care of them. Take care of them. And so, yeah, just it's one of those things that you guys got to just make sure you keep checking. Like, unfortunately, I do have a family member who is experiencing the cancer right now and it's not going so well for her. I think she's at the last stage and it really that the cancer really travels to your other organs. Yeah. So it can travel to your lungs. It can travel to like your throat. Like it can travel everywhere. So like, just make sure like you keep your guys self checked. Um, and remember that also men get yourselves checked too, because it can happen to you as well. Um, and then also what's important and we shouldn't be so focused on Cardi B and her shenanigans. 
Shenanigans. Is, remember, we have about two weeks before voting closes. Oh, yes. Uh, Californians, I believe um, the option to register online uh, closes tomorrow. Oh, shit. So if you want to, I'm like, not So by the time they get to this episode, it's going to be by today. By today. So by today, if you haven't already registered to vote, um, and you don't plan on doing so in person at any place, you can do it online. It will be by the end of today. That's (laughs) not to say that you cannot vote after. That's just saying to register online. Today will be the last day. Yeah, so please, 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 like, you see all this nonsense that's been going on. Like, there's always been nonsense within, like, within, uh, I would say, you know. Go vote. Just go vote. A lot of people, for one reason or another, don't vote. Um, Maybe it's because they feel like their voices are not going to matter or that their vote does not count. And that is not true. I've worked um, as a poll worker. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I work the polls. Um, and like have gotten firsthand experience in how voting works, what happens with your ballots afterwards, that whole process. And it's like, your vote is safe. And you know what? Like we are extremely lucky in California that, you know, we don't have people trying to make it as difficult. Yeah. There's been like scary, like Kentucky, like are locking their folks out. In terms of literally locking doors, in terms of having like number of sites, we have so many sites to vote here. We have so many different ways to vote here. So like, please, please, please. And not just vote, but like be an informed voter. Be an informed voter. Like, have a voter party with your friends. Like, with your trusted friends, not your shitty friends. Like, <laughs> no, like, like, like today I... Or me, just by yourself. Like, yeah, like, Cash and I literally spent all, like, most of our afternoon just, like, doing the research behind the measures, doing some research behind the propositions. We did some research on, like, you know, this, the, those who are running for state senator, like, those who are just running for, like, the locals and, like, those who are running that are not the main president. Like, yeah. it's really important to think of those people, too, because, like, you never know like who's influencing what like the president is like the main public person but like remember there's people in the back end just I was like but also the president doesn't actually literally make legislative change that happens with us and our votes if you want to change legislation that's going to affect you personally then you yourself need to vote 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 and don't be like oh my gosh so my favorite right now my favorite upcoming like uh comedian right now is uh caitlin riley Mm. I I just want to share this like skit that she did about voting about skit. about wasp bombs. Oh God, it's it's really funny. I'm ju- I'm just gonna play it real quick for you guys. Hi, hi. I I didn't want to cut in line, but I have somewhere to be. Jesus. <laughs> I'm here to vote. I'm here to do my civic duty. Okay, <laughs> knock that off the list, right? <laughs> okay, so here's the problem. I did not re-register. <laughs> okay, but my information's all the same. I have lived in this country literally since I was born, so it shouldn't be a problem. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you my black American Express card, okay, to show you that I'm a responsible citizen. And I'm also going to give you my driver's license, but it's expired. Oh, God. But it's all the same. So that should be enough. I've literally dealt with this person. I can't vote. Okay, well, you have just lost my business. It doesn't work that way. Okay, can I, is there someone that I can speak to? Because this is just... (laughs) 
Hi. <laughs> this is just. Oh, like, it's so sad, but that, that happens more often than I would like it to. And side note, like, I'm really glad that she exists because she's really calling out all those bitches who do that to other people. Yeah. And then there's going to be the people who are going to turn around and be like, oh, they didn't let me vote. Or they're, like, standing against me, like, just trying to find some reason to be slighted in this world. In a, in a world that's already on fire, please, like, <laughs> take your first world problem somewhere else. But also, like, there's so many things to do mm-hmm. to work around, like, registering, like, to come to the polling place. You can register to vote the same day that you come to a polling place. I don't recommend it, but don't on top of that be like, oh yeah, no, like, um, you have to serve me. Like, this is your be civic prepared. duty. Yeah, yeah, be prepared. Yeah, please be prepared. Bring a, a valid ID. You can't go buy alcohol with an expired ID. And yeah, it's frustrating. Imagine me asking for the manager to get Can alcohol. I get the manager? <laughs> To buy alcohol with an invite. People do. People do all the time. Like, oh my God, I can't even. Yeah, people do it all the time. Please, you know, bring a valid ID. Be responsible. Find your local polling place. You can do it. We can do it together. Mm -hmm. So, go vote. Go vote. So, for current events... I heard that Steinway did some collab with the Kravitz, Lenny Kravitz. Oh my god, Lenny Kravitz. Like, um, I've always liked Lenny Kravitz just because I grew up in a musical household and he was a black man and he had like this crazy outrageous style and the hair, the hair, the hair, and then the body, the body, the body, and the always face, the, the body, face, the, the face, body. the face. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> he is a lean sex machine. That's and then, for sure. uh, yeah, you know, he's just, he's like the gift that keeps on giving. And we have, you know, his daughters, <laughs> whatever. Thank you, Lenny Kravitz, uh, for all things. Oh my God. <laughs> no, but he uh, partnered up with Steinway and designed a uh, piano for them. It's beautiful. It's uh, like, hand carved out of like all these different woods it's definitely like inspired by like african designs motifs um there's only going to be 10 pianos made and they're going to be five hundred thousand dollars each and a portion of the proceeds are going to benefit the harlem school for the arts shit right where lenny kravitz studied as a child so it's just you know, he's giving back to his community. Um, he is, like, putting his stamp on a classic instrument. It's so beautiful. Like, please Google the pictures because, really, like, it is amazing. And it, it still has, like, his personal flair. There's, like, cheetah print in the sea. And, like, it just looks incredible. So I was just really happy. Just a little piece of, like, uplifting news. So, yeah. No, uh, that's dope. Like, I really like hearing that celebrities are finding methods to basically give back to their communities and whether if it's creating a limited edition uh, instrument to and using those proceeds for a nonprofit to doing a direct charity drive to just finding ways to give back. So, yeah, that's dope. Like, I didn't really know too much about Lenny Kravitz. I only know that he was just with Lisa Bonet. <laughs> <laughs> Things you know about Lenny Kravitz. Well, let but me learn his song sing. He is like a true musician. Oh, He's who isn't a true musician, though? A true blue musician. 
I mean, what qualifies you, you as a non-true? No, I'm just messing I mean, with like, you. people who don't actually like play <laughs> instruments. There's a lot of like artists out there who don't actually like you know play instruments. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, you know, uh, like they they rely on. Their, if I'm a singer, band, I wouldn't say yeah. that I'm a musician. Lenny Kravitz is also a singer and a musician. So it's like you know you, you get you get two titles and you get give those titles their their due their respect. He is you know. A, a musician. He a musician. He plays more than one instrument. Okay. You know, he actually, I think the piano was his first love. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's the very first. And he actually still has the very first piano that he learned on and played on. Like, it's just so touching, this whole story. And he's a photographer and a designer. Like, it's just, uh, he does so many things. So, uh, he's just a beautiful black man. He's in black man magic. There we go. Black man magic. Black I like man that. Magic. I like that. No, that's awesome. Like, I'm really glad to hear that he, again, has given back. And thank you for the little history chitty chats right? on that. Like, again, I'm pretty ignorant about these things. No, so. but like, just bringing in, like, black culture into a space that is normally reserved for, I would say, like, wealthy white people. You know, how many people are just out here popping off on Steinways? Like, yeah, not not too many people have that luxury or or like invited or included in these spaces it's kind of a a a privilege you know yeah so thank you for breaking down those boundaries and you know ensuring that many other black youth will get to participate in the culture yeah it's always yeah be a leader that's what he's doing um what about so i you told me about this and i'm just like really upset and pissed off because they Amazon is building another castle, is what I want to call it. Uh, I call these fucking tech things castles because it's like they're just literally pissing all over land saying, we have the money to do it. So they are, I guess they're taking some land and building another office headquarters. Like, what the hell are they doing? Yeah, so they're um, buying up a bunch of land near downtown San Jose and also in Gilroy. So it's kind of interesting because it's like a, a big move for them, but it's also like they're already here. <laughs> like, how much more land do you really need? A lot. I know they're already in they're already Palo here. Alto. They're like, they do here. not need to be anywhere else. I'm sure they have a couple <laughs> of warehouses, and that's fine. Like, that's enough. It's too much. Like, I just you don't need that much space. We get it, Bezos. You think you got a big ass dick? Just stop. <laughs> And for me, it's... And you're inflating, like, whenever... <laughs> so, what makes me mad about this is, like, whenever they build another fucking little piece of property, it, like, everything around the whole vicinity goes up. And then they're having all these employees work for them. And I just... <sighs> Sorry. I so, just... I'm yeah. already having a hard time living out here in San Jose. If you bring in tech people from different states and then you're in, and you're just basically overcrowding the state, it wants me to drive out. And it's not fair. But because also, I lived here my whole life. So it's like, yeah, 101 is crowded enough. 101 is already crowded enough. Like, this part of the area is already crowded enough. Just put it somewhere else. Like, I don't understand why these tech companies can't thrive somewhere else. Go to fucking Texas. Go to Delaware. Go somewhere, Go somewhere, somewhere else. <laughs> Go somewhere else. Stop getting so fucking close to the ocean. You're hilarious. I'm just, I'm tired of it. What gets me is, like... Um, I'm gonna go and fly to California and live my dreams. We don't want you here. Go grow somewhere else. Lols. Ding! I was just thinking more about... Uh, Sorry, I just I just can't. I just... Farmland, the amount of space that they are taking up in a place that is, like, 
depending on its agriculture, Gilroy is not like the tech place to be. Gilroy is farmland and you're going to be purchasing farmland and, you know, driving businesses out that can't afford to compete because they're like small family businesses, which is really shitty. Um, But also, like, we actually need that land to eat. What do people think is going to happen to the prices of the food around here? Eating in California, even though we are literally next to the salad bowl, like, salad bowl of California, like, salad salad bowl of the United States, food here is really expensive. Hold on. Let me just make it very, like, unpalatable to live here in California. We're always on fire. We're burning. Ah, don't live here. (laughs) Yeah, there's electrical outages. Oh, PG&E just wants to not give us electricity. Oh, my God. It affects your Google Maps. Google Maps. Oh, my gosh. It might affect your Google Fiber. What shall we do? You know it's a big-ass state, Texas. (laughs) You know who doesn't have nearly as many, like, earthquakes and fires? Texas. Yeah, go to Texas. Go to Texas. You know, it's so huge at Texas. I mean, and Texas gets just as hot as California. Yeah. Sorry. But no, we have the San Andreas fault. We're going to die. Remember Loma Prieta? Damn! (laughs) Well, don't make me feel bad that we're living in California. Shut up. I mean, oh, yes, it's terrible here. Please do not come. But leave your money. You may visit. You may visit with your money. You may idolize us. Idolize us. Idolize us. You may worship my feet. You may kiss my elbows. And you may leave. You may visit. Visitation is California's great. is going to be that bitch. Yeah. God damn it. Oh my God. We'll be... Yeah. yeah. It's, it's rough. It's just rough. We don't want you here. Like, I know that's so, like, awful, but, like, it's the same thing like Colorado. Like, Colorado is so sick of Californians going to Colorado because the Californians who are going to Colorado are actually escaping California because it's getting too expensive. And, and everybody at Boulder and, De- and, and not Delaware, it's, um... Colorado. De- What's the main city in Colorado? Not... What? Is- it's, like, Denver. Denver, Colorado. Is it Denver, Colorado? Yeah. Okay. God damn. I'm so sorry. My geographics. My I'm not geographic. It's been a quite. long time since middle school. I'm it's been saying. a second. Alabama. Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas. Oh. Wow. You're going to do the whole thing. <laughs> something, something. Connecticut. Something, something. Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but, like, really, I, um... Yeah, like, they apparently, like, from knowing a couple people who moved out there, they're, like... If you say you're from California, you're going to get jumped because Colorado, people from Colorado cannot stand Californians who are taking refuge. It's, it's, they're taking up space and their rent prices are hiking up. So they're just like, like, just stay where you are. Just stay where you are. (laughs) Yeah. I just, it's one thing when you're like, oh, I'm going to go and live in a different state and just be like, yeah, I want to explore and broaden my horizons. But there's a difference with that and then being driven out. Like, I'm so tired of it. So Bezos, can you please just stick to a small administrative team? And just work out of your warehouses. And also, fix your damn people who are getting sick in your warehouses. I'm tired of hearing that COVID is getting all fucked up and, like, spreading around with the people who are trying to just make a fucking living. Can you fix that? Yeah, I'm sorry, but um, they're already here. Like, they're not going anywhere. So they've purchased those, well, I think it was 66 acres in Gilroy. And then they have 17 acres of industrial land 
here in San Jose on 7th Street. They're going to be on 1605 South 7th Street. I'm tired. And we don't have the roads for it. Honestly, like, it baffles me that San Jose, like, hasn't fucking fixed their roads with all these tech companies that are here. I'm like, you really want to impress people? You really want to bring money in? I know. This is where Sam Licardo drops the ball. Like... I don't ever want to see this man because I have way too many things to say to this man who and he pisses me off. It's like, you do not care about the people. You care about all these tech companies that are coming in. You care about your precious police force. No, but you don't care about the people. $59.3 million for this property and you're telling me you can't fucking fix the roads that are going to lead to it? I don't... What? You know how many <laughs> times I've had to get my car fixed because of a fucking pothole? I literally had a spin out on a highway, crossed three lanes of traffic, and ran into the Meridian. Lucky me. You know, my ancestors got my back, and I walked out of that crash. Like, literally walked out of it, but um, it totaled my car. And I wasn't speeding. I Mm -hmm. wasn't drinking. um, I wasn't doing anything other than, like, riding along, and then I hit a rough craggy terrible fucking patch of road mm-hmm. and i'm not the only one like i hear all the time from people who live out here who are driving they're like oh yeah you know these roads are just fucking shit terrible so that that's my rant on yeah yeah no house. i'm just over it like uh, so yeah it's really too bad that these like tech empires are just growing in this facility and like i don't understand why they're all just like flashing their dicks at each other saying like i'm the better one but like please just go somewhere else there's other places so um tell me about um this has always been kind of an ongoing issue within like black women but like the strong woman trope versus black girl magic as i as i keep hearing um We've all known for a very long time that uh, Black women have never been taken serious when it comes to their health. Um, If we complain about a problem that it's always excused or being passed as like there's nothing wrong when there is something actually seriously wrong. Um, So like my history with this is that I've always gone to doctors and I've told them everything that I'm going through, like whether if it's from anxiety to a pain in my chest to something that they're like, nothing's wrong. Um, and then I'm going to have to sit there and like argue and be some type of crazy to get to the point to get my x-ray to get whatever I need done. Um, and same deal with like, like with my mom, like my mom's had to go to the doctor and say something's wrong. And they're like, no, not really. And she's like, no, take the x-ray. And then she takes the x-ray and then there's something wrong. So, uh, Kylie, tell me what's going on with this. Well, so, um, the reason that it kind of like got brought back to the forefront of, my brain was that I had saw that Taraji P. Henson did um, speak recently at the 2020 Marie Claire Power on Summit. Mm -hmm. And um, she talked about like menopause and mental health and stigmas that plague black women, including the trope of the strong black woman. Mm -hmm. And uh, and, uh, DC native Kashawn Thompson She's an educator, you know, self-described black matriarch of the 21st century. And, you know, she reached out and just, you know, put on Twitter, like, some things that Taraji P. Henson said in the interview um, about black girl magic. Like, maybe she should have talked to me before she said those things because I could have helped her make, like, better informed statements. Mm -hmm. And then she, like, goes out of her way to explain that the reason why it's not accurate to tie the strong woman, black strong woman trope to black girl magic. Mm-hmm. 
um, is because the strong black woman trope was, you know, assigned to us. You know, this came from outside of our community. It was, you know, given to like, I don't know, designate us as subhuman or, you know, something other than like regular human beings. We are human beings who deserve respect um, and care. And really, she was like saying that black girl magic is something that came from us, something to help uplift our little girls, something to help them embrace right. the melanin in their skin, the texture of their hair, right? because they are facing a world that does look at them differently. Like, And I, I agree. I was, I was just thinking back on like the last time I had used like black girl magic and I had used it on a day, like on a post that I put on Instagram where I was just really feeling good. Mm-hmm. And I was like, my curls were popping, and I wasn't like doing anything, just existing. And I was just like, yeah, black girl magic. I got like yeah. my colorful outfit on. I was like, I'm just feeling really good. Yeah, feeling with black valued. girl. Yeah, black girl magic really helped me embrace my hair. Like I've had yeah. a whole, whole dilemma with the acceptance of my hair. Like I would always comb it back, text it back, or tuck it back. I would always straighten it because like, I just felt like, like it wasn't accepted in other spaces. And I felt like I had to conform to what it was acceptable. And I say acceptable in quotes because like crazy curly hair isn't considered uh, professional or isn't considered tame. And so like like with a lot of the things with black girl magic and also like, like it really helped me come from a place where, and this is where black girl, some black girls, it happens to some black girls, not all, but like, you know, when you're a kid and you feel like that things aren't going the right way, you happen to reject your blackness. Yeah. And then I learned to reaccept my blackness as something that is actually, no, this is my life. This is something that's a part of my life. This is something that I shouldn't be ashamed of. This is something that I should be proud of. Um, I'm like getting teary eyed over it because like, you know, the amount of pain that a lot of black women endured, like, and especially black women through so many different decades, like now, like now what's great is there's more acceptance. Um, and black girls are learning earlier because they have, they have mothers and aunties and grandmothers who are really instilling that into them. But like back then, like there was, there was less of that. And so I'm really happy to see that there's more of an acceptance, but also what you were saying. Oh yeah. No, just, you know, it makes me even think back to like the fairy tales that you read when you're younger or, you know, all the Disney princesses. And when you're really like literally still believing in magic and you see all these stories around you and mind you, we're going to keep this in the mind of we are in America So, you know, yeah, sure. Africa, they got fairy tales out the wazoo. They have their own legends. They have their own culture. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not having this issue of not seeing yourself reflected back. Right. The same way that you are here. But, you know, when you see all these princesses or you see dolls, you see mermaids and you see like this magical, beautiful world and you don't see yourself in it. Like uh, the frog princess, princess and the frog was like one of the first movies where you had a black Disney princess. And look how long it's taken us to get that. Yeah, I mean, don't forget Brandy. And I mean, we're not going to forget Brandy, but in terms of, like, <laughs> cartoons and, like, things that you see as a baby, mm-hmm. as a baby, baby, you know, in everyday culture and everyday mindset, like, yeah, I think I think Black Girl Magic is wonderful. I think it's needed. And I understand. But I don't think, like, yeah, getting to your point, it this, this Black Girl Magic doesn't articulate into the strong Black woman yeah, trope. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think it does at all. Yeah, because the, the strong Black woman trope is... It it's a it's 
it strays away from acceptance to the endurance, like enduring abuse. Yes. Like, and that's the thing that in it, it articulates from the medical field in, in, into the professional field. Like, black women are often are told that this they're idea, too aggressive. Like, you can take it. You can take it. Or it's not that don't take it so personal when it really is personal. Um, and so, like, it, it's one of those things that, like, it t- telling someone you are a strong black woman means you are a woman who who has or is currently enduring abuse. And that's the opposite of black girl magic. Black girl magic is, is accepting your power and using it in spaces that where it needs to be asserted versus the strong black woman trope is showing that society is is pushing pushing all these like affirmative these fake affirmative action things on you when really like people are just treating you unfairly. Yeah, and I think that a lot of it had to do with that not giving people not giving black people black women their props. You know, not recognizing when we are excelling in something. Um, Like, take Serena Williams, for instance. Mm -hmm. You know, people not wanting to give her 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 fucking proper titles and her due. And, like, say that she is, like, one of the greatest athletes that, you know, is alive. And people do not want to give that to her. And I was like, bro, look at Serena. Like, she's black girl magic. Like, I look at people who she's black girl magic. Their dreams. Yeah, she's black girl magic. As in, she's accepted who she is. There's no resistance to her blackness. She knows what she knows. Like her culture, she knows everything. She's like, I am taking in what I am. But the strong black woman side of it is that. She is enduring the the abuse of the tennis industry. She is enduring the abuse of people saying that she may look too masculine to be a real woman. She and same thing with her sister Venus. Like yeah. and then like same deal. Like she almost had complications with her pregnancy and people didn't believe her because they thought she was too that she was like strong enough to handle it, but really she could have had problems. And like everyone knew this and everyone was on top of their shit when it came to the doctors. You know how scary that is? Like my boyfriend wants to, like, I mean, I'm just going to say this publicly, but we want to have kids in the next five years, right? And I told him, I'm like, Cash, look at me. Like, when it comes to my health and if I'm having your kids, not only that I have to articulate what's what I'm feeling, but you have to make sure you help me reinforce it in the medical, in the medical office because they're not going to fucking believe me. Yeah. No, and I mean, like, we all have our own personal stories as black women where you've gone into the doctor's office and straight up explained something to them and they look at you like you're crazy or they tell you that, like, you're not in enough pain for them to help you or that Mm -hmm. what you're experiencing is, like, somehow normal for you. I don't know how many doctors have tried to be like, oh, well... Yeah, I see you're bleeding for months and months, but, you know, maybe if you just lost a little weight or maybe it's just your hormones or that's just how you are. Maybe you're just not taking care of yourself. Yeah, maybe you're just not taking care of yourself. And they're like, okay, if I'm coming to you, it's clearly because something is wrong. I I don't don't know anybody who really just wants to go to the doctor and have the doctor poke around. (laughs) Nobody is just like, oh, you know, it sounds like a fun day for me. Let's go to the gynecologist and have a stranger. Let me miss a day of work (laughs) just to have a fucking chat with this doctor. I don't want to fucking talk to you. I don't even want to be here. uh, Like, doctors are like, oh, I'm a doctor. And uh, yeah, nothing's wrong with you. Don't be fucking lazy. Take an x-ray. Be diligent. Ask me for multiple tests, not just one. Like, seriously, like, I know a woman who has gone months and months and months of taking tests and they're like, nothing's wrong. I'm like, no, keep taking the test because I'm still bleeding. Yeah, something is wrong. 
Like, why did why do we have to beg to get the right treatment? Or uh, in my case, like my aunt uh, had cervical cancer and was like adamant that I go get my stuff checked out. And I'm telling my doctor like, oh, yeah, no, I have a family history of, you know, fibroids and my mom has had to have a hysterectomy at like age 40. And, you know, my aunt has cervical cancer and like uh, we have all these other things that happen in my family. Maybe can we run some extra tests and they want to tell me no and i'm like okay well uh i think you. i want a different fucking doctor yeah this is not really a question i'm telling you hey i have this my aunts are going through it i'm not feeling good i'm bleeding i'm experiencing pain i'm in so much pain you wouldn't fucking believe yeah and then when doctors finally you know come to a result and find out that something is wrong and then they turn around and they're like oh my god I can't believe you were in x amount of pain and I was like you know what like I can't believe it either and I shouldn't have been because you should have listened to me when I first came in here and helped me yeah like it's crazy and it's sad mm-hmm. yeah so anybody who's an aspiring doctor remember like I know your job sucks you deal with a lot of people per day but remember like as a doctor, like, you need to make sure that you check your biases. Yeah. You And even, like, anybody who interacts with anybody of color, like, check your bias. Do the, do the diligence and make sure that you are thorough. Don't just dismiss them because you have another appointment or you have an email that you need to send. You put yourself in that position. You studied your 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 degree to get to that point. You went through med- medical school. Do the diligence. Don't be lazy. Yeah. People don't go into the doctor's office because they're just trying to have a fucking tea party with you and some dumb shit like that. Do the diligence and make sure that you check your patients, and especially you, your black women. Yeah. You know the statistic now. This has been heavily publicized now that black women do not get the same treatment as a white woman or a non-woman of color. Like, just... We need to branch that out to not just doctors, too, because... Oh, this all, this it, goes for educators. Educators, you know, This goes nurses. for bosses. Anybody who's dealing with the health field, I don't care who you are, like, please, 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 we are all human. Please treat each other like, and I'm going to go better than the golden rule. The golden rule is what? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It's like, do unto others as they want you to do unto them. Like, I don't care if I have to pay the extra $50 for a fucking x-ray. Check my shit. Yeah. If I want you to do it, please do it. Yeah. If it's medically sound. Tell me the cost. Please, yeah, let's do it. There's a payment There's a payment option. Give me the fucking cost. This is why we have insurance. Mm. Well, you know, if you can afford insurance. Mm, but there's still payments. <sighs> Go to Planned Parenthood. Go vote. Go Check vote. your boobies. Go get your boobies checked. Oh, my God. Okay, nerd news. Um, Speaking of boobies and oh voting. God. Dude, Big <laughs> E has the most filled out chesticles that right? I've ever seen in my life. Uh, the, Every time I see testicles. Big E. And Big E is a, is a WWE wrestler who wrestles on SmackDown. He's with the uh, trio called the New Day. New Day, New Day, New Day. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> new Day with Kofi Kingston and... Xavier Woods. 
I don't even watch wrestling, um, but just for the eye candy alone. Like, whenever you get excited about something, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll go check so it I out. Typ- <laughs> <laughs> so I typically don't talk about wrestling, but I think this one is a big deal to me because the reason why I came back to wrestling is because I learned about the New Day. The reason why the New Day draw- has drawn me in so much and kind of sucked me in back into the WWE and to paying attention a little bit is because Xavier Woods mm. brings out a trombone mm. as one of his gimmicks. Oh. And I'm like, who the fuck? Like, I just freaked out. I'm like, who brings a trombone? Who brings a trombone? Who brings a... Okay, so I got, like, really excited. And then there was another time they came out for WrestleMania in Saiyan gear Give from Dragon Ball Z. Tromboner. It gave ah. me a little bit of a tromboner. Yeah, it did. I was like, trombone, trombone! Saiyans? Saiyans! <laughs> so I freaked out. And then they, they also have this uh th- this gimmick called uh, Bootios. Bootios. And then they also fling pancakes at people. So it's <gasps> it's fucking they are fucking hilarious. And they I They are love, black man magic, is what you're telling me? They are black man magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're wonderful. So um yeah, so the New Days hasn't been as active as recently. Like Xavier Woods was actually recovering from an injury. Um he fucked up his Achilles heel. Uh so it's always just him either healing on the sidelines. Um, and then like Biggie and Kofi would wrestle together and Kofi kind of had a solo run for a second and like he, he would try to get the, the world heavyweight championship and like he got so close and didn't get it. Looks like their team could use a, uh, you know, personal sports massage therapist. Uh, okay. I see <coughs> where your hands are traveling. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> you guys have just earned a new fan. Um, yes. <laughs> Come. Come holler at your girl. I'll help you with your Achilles. So recently some heartbreak happened with no. the New Day. Yeah, they've been they've been together for, I think, almost 10 years or some, something to that effect. I can't remember. Aww. Yeah. So um, they just had the draft and Stephanie McMahon, daughter of Vince McMahon, married to Triple H. Uh, she announced the the new the new rosters for each because uh, the WWE is split up into two different two different rosters. It's SmackDown and Raw. Don't talk to me about NXT. We'll talk about that later. But um, so while she is like kind of giving the roster for this upcoming season, um, she goes the New Day Tag Team Champions Xavier and Kofi will be doing Raw, and then they're like but what about Big E? And then like the most heartbreaking thing out of that scene was like Xavier Woods going like, say E's name, say E's name. And I almost started crying. It was so good. Ooh. I was like, I'm sad that they're breaking up because they've always been the solid trio. Like you haven't had a more solid trio like that in a really long time than I think Evolution, which was Triple H, uh, Dave Batista, and Randy Orton. Um, but that didn't get emotional. They were just kind of like the rock stars at that time for the Attitude Era. Um, and now that you have uh, this era with the three of them, like they were just a bunch of a bunch of uh, shenanigan leading fools, and now they're getting all split up. So Xavier and Kofi are going to be tr- are going to be uh, wrestling for Raw while uh, Big E stays stays in um, SmackDown, and Big E's not happy. He's pissed. He's like, this is stupid. I hate this. This is like, doesn't make any sense. I should be with my boys. And he's not very, he's not doing great. So I'm sad because this is kind of the beginning of a split of a new era. And usually with wrestling, like things do, things don't last forever. So it's kind of like us, the audience learning that like, oh, 
the new day is starting to kind of depart and do their own thing for a while. Um, but they're legendary that to say, to say the very least. Um, and then some other nerd news is I forgot to report this back in June, but I get, doesn't hurt to say it again. There's now a black owned anime student or studio, studio. not student. Super dope. <laughs> like, Super duper dope. Like, I, I'm so glad that, like, you know, Japanese animation or Japanese anime, 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 <laughs> has influenced a lot of, like, just black people in general, from stemming from Toonami mostly, because that was the thing that we all used to watch after school in the 90s um, and the early 2000s. And, you know, Dragon Ball Z was always something that kept us around. And same thing with Sailor Moon and Cowboy Bebop. And I can name it all. And so I'm so happy to hear that there is a name, a guy named Arthel Isom and his twin brother Darnell are now the co-founders of Dart Shitaijo, a 2D animation studio located in Tokyo. And they established this with an animator named Henry Thurlow. Um, they started this to infuse Japanese culture with um, American culture, and it's going to be really dope. I can't wait to see what they come out with next. Um, and I think it's really important to have Black representation in anime. There's been a few times where the Japanese have fumbled the ball with animation styles for Black people, stemming from Mr. Popo to Olaf. Oh, God. The- um, yeah, it's like we're Those we're sambos. more. Yeah, we're 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 more than just the sambos of anime. Like they're doing, like things are starting to get better. Like Carol on Tuesdays really good. Yeah. Um, and then Cowboy Bebop did a wonderful job with with uh, animating black people in that show. I think that was like the first time I've seen black people drawn correctly. And in an anime. So like a realistic. And then you do have to like think though, because a lot of anime is not done like in a realm of realism. Right, right. So anytime you have like characters that are clearly like, bruh, this character is clearly black. Um, Even if his skin isn't literally like a human color. Yeah. (laughs) You know, if his skin is green or purple or just like some like crazy outrageous color that you, you see. None Shut up! You're saying that <laughs> like we all we all claimed Piccolo as black. Piccolo is black. Piccolo is black. Um, <laughs> black, 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 and be black, black, black. Black people have existed in anime for a long, 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 long time, mm-hmm. and they continue to exist. And sometimes you just have to do your darndest to find them. But now they're like out and about and in your face, loving it. Yeah, no, it's it's getting a lot better. And like, for example, My Hero Academia, one of the most recent animes, has done a really good job with improving the black style or the more uh, POC style of drawings. Like they had Mirko, they had, Ho- uh, not Hawks, excuse me. They had, um, oh, what's that character's name? He's, he's uh, oh, I'm blanking on the name. I always blank on the name. He was in one of the My Hero Academia movies. Uh, anyway. If someone's listening to this, please let me know what the name is. Yeah, like, let her know, because I haven't caught up on my hero. <laughs> I was like, I cannot help you here. Sorry. But yeah, <laughs> but they're getting a lot better with with um, with black styles or African-American animation styles, which is great because like, whew, we've gone through so much to look more than some dopey looking character. Like, we're not that. We're more intelligent, more eloquent, more... more um, more valued than that 
And so it's just one of those things that I'm glad to see that we have some black representation in the in anime. Um, but yeah, and then last but not least, Big Move Monday. Kylie oh, yeah. got some Big Move Mondays. I do have Big Move Monday. Uh, my Big Move Monday is going to Bear Coleman. Shout out. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware. I'm a self-proclaimed witch. I'll be in your neighborhood hood witch. That's me. And I, like, follow several different groups, and it's hard, so hard to go into a space and, like, not really see people of color in these healing spaces, not seeing people of color, like, in the magic realm, people who are into tarot and crystals and, like, spiritual healing and energy healing. And Bear Coleman is a black man. He is trans. He puts out the best memes the best, like, here's the real tea healing. Like, it's not just all love and light. He, like, really puts his wand where his mouth is and, like, really just provides good healing content all the time. So, Bear Coleman, shout out to you. Thank you. I look to your posts every day to find something. And he's just, like, a great facilitator. He's of like bringing people together mm-hmm. so yes thank you i needed him in my feed shout out yeah that's awesome all right well it's getting close to the end of our episode thanks again for listening to lady blurds sing the blues first of all yo girl mm, kylie too smart and sometimes v and we will check you guys out next time bye dear god